All right, folks, we've reached week 17, the final week of this regular season, our first show of 2021, and more importantly, we will determine the playoff field today. Like I said, it's the only time of the year, it's the only week of the year where everybody, all 32 teams play on the same day. And despite the struggles with with this COVID, we've reached, we, we reached we played this whole season. We made it. We made it through the whole regular season. So, you know, even though there were some moves and twists and turns, nothing out of the out of the ordinary. And we will be moving straight into the postseason next week. So, like I said, as we come into the final week of the season, before we get to any games, your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, from an Eagles perspective, thankfully this is it, man. This is the end of the season. You know, um, I said it before, over the last couple of weeks, you know, this is like the worst season of football I've ever had to put up with. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad it's over, man. I'm ready to uh, start this uh, rebuilding process for the Eagles, even though it's looking like Jeffrey Larry is going to bring back the old squad minus Jim Schwartz. But, you know, yeah, yeah. what's more. Yeah, Schwartz announced that he he's go, he's stepping down, and obviously, you know, we don't know about how he's you know we don't know if he's coming back or not. But obviously, Pearson gets a pass for this year. He damn sure won't get one next year if this team struggles even worse or any different than last year. If they miss the playoffs next year, then obviously he'll be gone. But we'll obviously get to that one Wednesday as well, along with everything else. So. Obviously, we're going to move on to the games here today. Last scenarios, division tiles still on the line. Wild card berths to be determined. Only shockingly, with this with of the six wild card berths possible, only one is fulfilled in that Tampa Bay. So we'll start with the NFC here. We'll start with that. But obviously, before we get to that, the following games we will not look over. The following games that have nothing to do with the playoffs. Or teams that are already have it clinched, like Kansas City. So, Kansas City plays the Chargers, hosts the Chargers. That's that's a game we won't have to worry about. Detroit at Minnesota. Oh no, the Minnesota at Detroit. The Jets at the Patriots. That's a game we won't look at. And the Raiders and the Broncos. Those are the games we will not look over as far as the playoff situation. But we're going to start with the NFC, so we're going to start with the wild card situation. Like I said, Tampa Bay is the fifth seed if they win today, and they will hope and they will play the NFC East winner, whoever that will be. God, God forsake. So the sixth seed now becomes interesting with the Rams currently in the sixth seed and the Bears in the seventh seed. So later today, the Bears play the Green Bay Packers. If the Bears win, they're in. They could be as high as a sixth seed or a seventh seed. If also the Cardinals and the and the Rams play later on, if the Cardinals win, they get in as long as the Bears lose. If the if the Rams win, they need the bear they need the Bears to lose so they can be solidified in. So lots of scenarios. So we're going to start with the first matchup. Green Bay at the Bears. Go ahead. 
Why the well, Bears are um, coming in. Their offense has been pretty good lately. You know, they scored um, 30 or more in each of the last four games. So um, um, they, they've turned it up offensively. But they're going up against the Green Bay team with Aaron Rodgers, who's thrown 44 touchdown passes this year. Um, the Packers are fighting for the number one seed. So um, they got a lot to play for themselves. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking at this one and – forgot to say Green Bay also has something to play for, but we'll get to that. Obviously, for Green Bay, they have a chance to clinch home field with a victory. So, But obviously, like I said, to this matchup, obviously for the Bears, they have, they've had a strong month of December. They've won their last four games, averaging 34 points, 33 points per game. And Mitch Trubisky has obviously become very comfortable again when early in the year we were basically ready to throw him over the bridge. And obviously he survived the Nick Foles deal, which was a disaster. Nick Foles didn't do nothing to help this team at all, and he obviously will not return next year. But Trubisky knows that he can make the playoffs for the second time in three years, and that will obviously tell you that he is the guy to be moving forward, and obviously he's proven that in the last month. But like I said, this is a big matchup. They are playing Green Bay, who has something to play for in Aaron Rodgers. So everybody's playing in that game, on that side of the ball. So, like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see. You know, like I said, even if the Bears lose this game, if the Rams lose or the Cardinals lose, or at least if the Cardinals lose, they still can make, they still remain in the seventh seed. So, this is not a throwaway game. The Bears are going to come and bring it. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the pack here. It's gonna be a closer it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be a battle, and the Packers will find a way to to win it by a field goal at the end. So so Green Bay wins and the final score thirty to twenty seven. Alright, like I said, a big matchup in the West. The the Rams hosting the Cardinals. Like I said, both of these teams are really on, you know, one of the, whoever loses could be very much on the outside looking in. And unfortunately, if you're if you're the Rams, you're not starting um, you're not starting Jared Goff today. You're starting John Wolford. Have you ever heard of him? He's been in this league a couple of years, but he's going to get the start today. Like I said, the scenario is they have to win, and, and for the Rams, I'm very dis- I'm very uncertain of what's going on with. With you know, with that team and how great their defense has been this year, and how it's fallen apart here in the last couple of weeks. But like I said, Kyler Murray is playing today. He has he suffered a leg injury late in the in their in their loss to the 49ers last week, but he is going to start today. So, like I said, a very critical game where may not be room for more than two NFC West people in this postseason. So go ahead. Yeah, so the Rams have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and um, 
and they're gonna they're gonna need to play at a high level today if they want a shot at winning. Because like you said, golfed out. John Walford is in Walford, however you say his name. Um, so the Rams aren't gonna be putting up many points. So this is gonna be on the Rams defense to um, to try to win this game. And um, and I, I I mean I think they'll play all right, but they're they're not gonna be able to. They're gonna have, they're gonna have to allow 17 points or less to win this game, and I don't see that happening. I think Arizona's gonna get is gonna you know they're not gonna put up like 40 or anything, but they'll get their share of points, and it'll be enough to win. Um, and for this game, this is gonna be the first loss of McVay's career against the Cardinals. He's seven and zero. Um, he's three and zero against Cliff Kingsbury. So this is the first time he's gonna lose to both the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury, and. Um, and yeah, like I said, Arizona's not going to put up a ton of points, but they're going to get more than 17 for sure. So I'm going to Arizona here with a final score of 26-13. Like I said, this is a very critical matchup for both teams. They could both make the playoffs if the Bears lose, but if the Bears win, one of them will be out. And like I said, with no Jared Goff, that's not going to be good for the Rams offensively. Also, Cooper Cup is not going to be available either. So, it's going to be very tough for the Rams to score points. And for and for Arizona, like I said, they just have to play solid. They have to run the ball. Obviously, you know, they got to be careful with, um, with Kyler Murray. We don't know how serious his leg injury really is. But obviously, there is concern, and they don't want to use him too much if somehow... They do advance if they do survive today, but obviously, like like you said, like I said, the Rams are going to have trouble scoring, and obviously, I think Arizona is going to have a decent game. It's going to be a close game because I don't think Arizona is going to really do much in a scenario if if Murray is not healthy enough. So, like I said, I agree with you. I think Arizona is going to find a way, and if our scenarios is right, the Bears will be out if both of these two teams win. So, the Cardinals win, and the final score, 20-17. to 17. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to go to the NFC home field advantage deal. We already mentioned about, about Green Bay, so that's, so that's a scenario, but there's still, st- there's still some other scenarios to happen, like I said. Nobody's clinched anything in the NFC of any significance. So, for New Orleans and for Seattle, the two seed is still a possibility if Green Bay takes takes off, and that still guarantees you if you survive Wild Card Weekend of another home game. You may actually not not have to leave your stadium if you get the two seed, depending on circumstances moving forward. So, we're going to start with New Orleans. They play at Carolina, and obviously, like I said, Breeze will start today in what could be his final regular season game, potentially. And obviously, Carolina's going to play a very tough spoiler. They did last week against Washington, so go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, so like you said, Breeze is playing today, um, and the Saints actually have something to play for. They're trying to get that home field. So um, it's not like they're going to be resting any of their starters or anything like that. So, I mean, when it comes to this game, Carolina, they're finished. Their season's over. They clearly uh, don't have the talent to keep up with um, New Orleans. 
even though they've they've been a competitive team this year overall, but they're just not on that level right now. So this is going to be an easy win for New Orleans here, and I'm going to go with the final score is going to be 36 to 20. Yeah, like I said, I mean Carolina has played tough a lot this year. Matt R- Rule should be very proud of what he d- has done. He's he has approved, proven to be a very viable head coach, and he's going to have success in this league, I believe. But like I said, Carolina knows that New Orleans needs this win because they, their home field advantage will matter. If Green Bay loses, and if Seattle probably wins, then they do get. They do get home field advantage. And like I said, we've talked about this many times over the last month. New Orleans needs that, that home field advantage if they're gonna if they're gonna get to Tampa Bay in February. And like I said, I mean, we they've been down this road before where they they, they get they have a great regular season and the postseason goes the other way. So like I said, it'll be very interesting to see. Breeze is healthy. Oh yeah, no running backs available today. All, Alvin, Alvin Kamara unfortunately contracted COVID once again, and all the running backs were in a meeting with him this week, and all considered, you know, to risk a, a high risk. So none of them will travel or dress today. It will be a makeshift running crew. So I give Carolina a better chance than than the score you're giving me. So. I still think the Saints will win, but it will be a closer game. Saints win, final score 30-26. to Alright, we're going to go to, to the West Coast, Seattle. Like I said, the Seahawks are the NFC West champs. And they hope to contend for that one seed. They need, I, I think they need... They need the Saints to win or lose, but they obviously both need Green Bay to lose. I don't know. The scenario is weird, but big matchup here for Seattle playing the 49ers, who obviously, like the Eagles, go into offseason where they might not even know who the quarterback's going to be moving forward. So go ahead. Yeah, well, um, Seattle, they have a number of players that are going for records today. Um, Jamal Adams is, it has nine and a half sacks on the season. He's looking to become the first defensive back that double-digit sacks in a single season. Um, and then the two receivers, DK Metcalf needs five yards to pass um, Steve Largent for most receiving yards in a season, by at least for the team record, I should say. And um, and um, Tyler Lockett needs 36 yards receiving to reach a thousand, which would make. Um, which would make um, Lockett and Metcalf the, just the second receiving duo in franchise history to have a thousand yards in the same year. The only other time that's happened for Seattle was Joey Galloway and Brian Blades in '95. So, you know, this is a team that typically doesn't have uh, big uh, passing numbers, but they got both. They got those two guys this year. Um, but yeah, this game, the Niners. I mean, they're starting C.J. Bethard. They're, they're going to have a tough time today, man. Um, but, but Seattle, I mean, they might not have much a good chance of getting that first round by, but you never know. And so they got something to play for yet. And um, and um, I'm looking for a 
they game out of their offense. Whereas, like I said, with C.J. Bethard at quarterback, I'm not expecting a lot out of the Niners' offense. So, Seattle wins final score 37-17. Like I said, the future of the 49ers is very unknown because Jimmy Garoppolo could be either cut or let go or whatever here. You know, there is, you know, with his contract, there is changes. And obviously, for C.J. Beathard, you know, this is a this is kind of an audition. He's done a decent job taking over for Nick Mullins here recently. But, like I said, the 49ers could be going in a different direction at quarterback. And he, and he may be, and if he impresses today, he may get an opportunity in the future. For Seattle, this is a big matchup. I mean, obviously, the Green Bay-Chicago game is going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle, and that's going to open the door for New Orleans or Seattle to take to take the one seed if if Chicago can pull it off. And obviously, this is a big matchup here. So, to me, I mean, like I said, DJ Metcalf and Tyler Locker have had both had Pro Bowl seasons, and they obviously can break that record, as you said. Russell Wilson was an MVP contender for a while. He won't win it, unfortunately, but like I say, he's had a great year year as, as usual. So, like I said, it's going to be a battle. I, I think it's going to come down to who doesn't make the big mistakes. I mean, it could be a battle early, but I, but I agree with you. Seattle's going to pull away at the end. This is not going to be much of a game by the fourth quarter, and Seattle will just hope and and pray to see what happens in that Green Bay game. So Seattle wins, and the final score, thirty-three to seventeen. Now we get to the fun part. Our fun part: the AFC Wild Card Pitcher. What's even more bizarre is the AFC Wild Card Pitcher also has a division title at stake, and that's the AFC South between Indianapolis and Tennessee. We're going to start with those two first, but we're going to look at all the scenarios. Right now, in the fifth seed, right now, Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland are the wild cards. And if they win their games today, they're in, no matter what happens. For Indianapolis, they need Tennessee to lose and to win the division. They Tennessee... Needs uh, you know needs to win will win the division if they beat Houston. So, like I said, a lot can happen. And eleven and five, only twice in NFL history, has missed the postseason, and it's very, very, very possible that could happen again. So, we're going to start off with the AFC South Championship situation, and we're going to start with Indianapolis, who sits in the worst odds of all the of all the teams here. They play Jacksonville, a team that beat them opening week but obviously it's a different scenario here but a big matchup here because Indy knows if they lose this game they're out no matter what so big matchup here go ahead yeah well like you said Indianapolis might have lost to Jacksonville in the first game but they're not going to get swept by this garbage team obviously Jacksonville is uh, looking to grab uh, Trevor Lawrence in a couple months and um, they got nothing to play for. So, yeah, this will be an easy one for the Colts. So, um, I'm just going to give you the score here. Indianapolis wins 30-13. to 13. Like I said, there's 
you know, Indy's going into a very interesting game here. Like I said, Philip Rivers has told reporters that if he doesn't, if, if Indy doesn't win today or doesn't make the playoffs, he may have played his final game. We don't know that. It's unsure. He only signed a one-year deal, and he's not looking for a long-term deal. And obviously, Indianapolis could be a, a very important team if you're the Eagles fans in the in, in the in the coming in the coming weeks and months, looking to, towards the future. But like I said, Jacksonville, they're going to make changes. Obviously, you know we don't know who the quarterback's going to be next year, and Doug Marone will be shown the door after this game, guaranteed. So. A lot of changes for Jacksonville. They're going to have a new regime, and we'll see what happens there. But Indianapolis should win this game with no issues. I think Jonathan Taylor has a big day rushing the ball for three touchdowns, and Phillip Rivers hopes to live to play another game. So Indianapolis wins easily, and the final score, 40-10. to 10. All right, so... Tennessee obviously knows that if they lose to Houston today and Indianapolis wins and the other three teams win, they're out. That's how tight this AFC is. But if you look at what they're looking at, this is a very this should be an interesting game here. Deshaun Watson still has something to play for, even really pride. J.J. White has not been happy this week, and there's rumors that this could be his final game in Houston. He might be seeking a trade out of there. But obviously for Tennessee, they're coming off a tough loss in Green Bay on a Sunday night in the snow. But this is a big matchup. Like I said, if they win this game, AFC South is theirs. Go ahead. Yeah, so, um, um, yeah, with Tennessee, Derrick Henry pretty much has the rushing title locked up. He's at, sitting at 1,777 yards. Number two running back, Dalvin Cook, isn't even playing this week. So, you know, he's, he's got that that title locked up. But, obviously, a, a monster game out of him. He could still reach uh, 2,000 yards rushing on the year, but even more so. I think he's more concerned about getting into the playoffs. But, um, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, you could say it's wishful thinking, but... Um, you know, I'm hoping Houston wins this game. Um, this game actually does have uh, draft implications for the Eagles because right now Houston has a higher draft pick, which that draft pick actually goes to Miami. So Miami would actually be making that pick in the first round. Um, and Miami is a team that could be taking a cer- certain players that the Eagles might be looking at. So um, obviously the higher the Eagles get, the better. And for me, I'm hoping uh, – Houston can pull off the victory here, not only just for the Eagles, but you know, I, I, I like I'd, I'd like to see the Colts get in the playoffs and see Frank Wright coaching in the playoffs anyway. So, uh, with this game, I'm going I'm going to go with Houston with the upset here, and I'm going to put the final score here at um, thirty to twenty-seven. Like I said, this is a very critical game. Like I said, you just brought up the Houston thing because of either the Kenny Stills or the. Larry McTunsil, I think they both got traded to Houston, if I recall. That's where Miami gets the doll. They get Miami gets their draft pick. So that's from 2019. But obviously, to this matchup, you know Tennessee. Like I said, there is a possibility, even though it's going to be very, it's a long shot, that Derrick Henry can rush for 2,000 yards. 
He needs 223 yards to do that. And it's good. he's capable, but it's going to be tough. Like I said, it's going to be critical. Like I said, Mike Rabel, Tennessee's looking for their first division title since 2008. So this is a big matchup here. And Houston's going to play tough. Obviously, you know, a lot of questions about their future. I mean, your your favorite one of your favorite coaches of all time, Marvin Lewis, <laughs> has been has had a very is completely linked to being the next head coach of the Texans. You know, they had a successful interview, and there's very heavy rumors that he's going to take over this as the head coach. You know, starting next season, so we'll see what happens. But JJ Watt, this could be his final game, unfortunately, as a as a Texan. So we'll see what happens. But I don't agree with you on this game. I think Tennessee's gonna dominate this game. I just don't I just don't see Houston making much of a of an impact here. So Tennessee wins and the final score thirty seven to twenty three. They take the division with that. Alright, we're gonna go now. Now we get to the wild card pitcher and who's gonna be in and who may not make it in. So we got Tennessee in, in, in well, I got Tennessee winning and in, in Indy winning. Somebody has to leave. We're going to start with the Ravens. They're at the sixth seed. They play the Bengals today. Bengals have momentum. They've won their last two games. So, And the Bengals do have a history with the Ravens when it comes to the postseason and, and Ravens needing a break. They did, they did break their hearts a couple years ago. Will it happen again? I don't, I don't hope not, but we'll see what happens. So go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, well, like you said, uh, Cincinnati might have a two-game winning streak going, but it's not going to matter, man. Um, um, Baltimore is going to crush them. Cincinnati, again, they're looking they're looking to, towards the offseason. They're just looking to get through the rest of the season. Um, so Joe Burrow, obviously, so... Yeah, they don't stand a chance today. Um, this will be an easy win for Baltimore. So, you know, I'm just going to give you the final score here. It's going to be man, 41-16. Like I said, this is a critical matchup here. Like I said, the Ravens are playing great. Cincinnati has won their last two games, so that surprised everybody. But obviously, you know, their head coach, will, Zach Taylor, will still still be the head coach moving forward, even though it was not a – well, it was actually a, an improved season from last year. His first season, they were 2-14. and 14. This year, they've won four, so they actually improved. But obviously, Joe Burrow was gone a few months ago with a, with a torn ACL. But he is, he is the future, and everybody knows that. And Cincinnati will build from there. But Baltimore obviously has been the highest offense in the league. They're running the ball. That you know they're going to run the ball, unbelievably. Lamar's going to have a big game. You know, I agree with you. I think the Ravens will win pretty comfortably, and the final score, forty-two to twenty. Now it gets interesting. These next two, these next two games, the Steelers are sitting out Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben. They're still have an outside chance at the two seed in the AFC. But they need to beat the Browns. And the Browns, they're knocking on the door of ending the longest postseason drought in NFL, one of the longest postseason droughts in NFL history, 18 years. Big matchup. And like I said, 
for Baker Mayfield, you know, he's you know he's trying to build something here, and you know they're coming off an embarrassing loss at the Meadowlands, but this is a critical game here. Like I said, also that discussion with uh, you know, with uh, what's your name, My, you know, the guy that you know in Cleveland and uh, Randolph after what happened last year that nearly hurt his career. I forgot the guy's name, 95 for Cleveland Browns, Miles something. But obviously a big matchup here with with Browns winning, they're in, no matter what. So go ahead. Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett. It was Miles Garrett. Yeah, well, um, yeah, like you said, Roethlisberger's not playing. Um, and if the, if the Steelers are smart, they're just going to rest as many of their key players as possible because you got to factor in, they really haven't even had a bye week this year, an actual bye week. They got screwed over. So, um, you know, you look at the last few games that they played, they really haven't looked good. They pretty much look like they're worn out. So they should they – should, they would be wise to um, rest as many of their key players as possible so that they can go into the playoffs uh, fresh and healthy. Um, and uh, meanwhile, the Browns, you know, they're actually fighting for a playoff spot, so they got something to play for. And and really with the Steelers, I mean, the fact of the matter is they're either going to be the two-seed or the three-seed. Really, it doesn't, that really doesn't even make a difference as far as I'm concerned. They're, they're, they're better off trying to rest these players. So, um I don't see the, the the Steelers just having much to play for compared to the Browns. So the Browns are going to get the victory here, and the final score is going to be thirty-four twenty. Yeah, this is a like I said, this should be the Browns should make the playoffs. They might have the easiest of all the all the teams that are in this mix. Like I said, the Steelers haven't, like you said, they haven't had a true bye because of of COVID earlier in the year with Tennessee. So obviously they need a break. And like I said, they bounced back and they won last week. If they lost to Indianapolis, this game would have even bigger implications because it would be for the AFC North title, but they were able to wrap that up. And right now, really they should take it easy. And I think they are, but they still may try to win. Like I say, Cleveland, this is a critical game for them because if they lose this game, even though the scenarios say they'll be okay, they they don't want to be the you know this is a game of musical chairs, and they do not want to be the the person without a chair at the end. So obviously, Cleveland's going to you're going to see the best of Cleveland today. If they have to play over their heads, they're going to do so. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Cleveland's going to win pretty big, and the final score twenty seven to ten. Now, here's the game that could really break the straw. Miami goes to Buffalo. Now, Buffalo, obviously, they look at it like this. We are the two seed, pretty much, and it's it's a done deal. We're, we're the two seed, right, if we win this game. But Miami knows that if they win this, if they're going to make the playoffs, they have to win this game, and they will. They are the fifth seed. But how... But the problem is Tua gets to start because unfortunately COVID hit Miami and and Fitzpatrick, so he's out. So Tua gets to start and if he struggles they have to deal with it. You know, and this is a big this could be very interesting here. This could be the most interesting game 
here that could really determine the wild card field in the AFC. So, like I said, Miami's looking for their first playoff appearance in four years. Buffalo just want to stay healthy, get to keep themselves healthy as they go into the wild card round next weekend. Go ahead. Yeah, so, um, I mean, this game is going to depend on what the Bills do with their players. Um, I mean, if they sit a lot of their players, Miami's got a really good shot because they obviously got a top-notch defense. And even though, like you said, Fitzpatrick's out and Tua is a guy that I haven't been impressed with at all this year, um, that defense alone can win them games. But um, I don't know what the Bills are going to do. I do know that Trey White, Tredavious White, is inactive, along with a couple other uh, key defensive players for the Bills. But offensively, the Bills seem like they're playing their starters, at least for to start the game. Um, so Josh Allen is the guy that's looking to make one last case for the MVP award. Um, right now, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite, but um, don't discount what Josh Allen's done all year. You know, he's thrown for 4,300 yards, rushed for another 400. He's got a total of 42 touchdowns. Um, I mean, he's putting up monster numbers, and he's, he's helped propel this team into Super Bowl contenders. And on top of that, Stephon Diggs, he's fighting for the um, 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 league lead in receiving yards this, for the season. So, uh, I mean, those two guys have something to play for personally. And um, like I said, with Tua playing, I'm not expecting the Dolphins to put up many points. And if the Bills play their, you keep the rest of their key players on offense, um, I think they'll be able to score some. I mean, it's not going to be a blowout. It'll be a tight game just because that Miami defense is so good. They'll keep them in it. But uh, I'm going to pick this as if the Bills are going to let Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs play all game. And... Uh, and the Bills get the victory, twenty-three to sixteen. Yeah, this is a game nobody really knows what's going to happen. Like I said, I think the Bills will start, and if the game gets to the point where they don't need anything, they will just go ahead and give, and just give Miami the win. Because if my right now, these two teams will not. If if it finishes as it is, Bills two and Miami at five, they're not going to play each other next weekend. Right now, if it, the Bills right now would play the Browns next weekend as it stands. Obviously, that will all change as the, as the day goes on. But like I said, Miami with Tua, they're not terrible offensively, but they're not great either. And you saw what happened against the Raiders last week. When you saw Fitzpatrick come in, you see how different that offense played. And he's not going to be available today. And obviously, Tua, you know, he's just going to have to, they're just going to have to do what they have to do, run the ball. I know they don't run the ball great, but Matt Breida and those guys better break their ass if they're going to win this game. Like I said, I I agree with you. I think Buffalo's going to be a little too much. And I just don't, I mean, the defense will play well, but I I don't trust Tua doing anything offensively to make things work. So, Buffalo's going to win this game. And obviously, they will move on to the two seed. Miami will hope and pray that somebody else underneath them loses. So, but if they, but if all of our if my scenarios are all right, Miami loses and everybody behind, underneath them wins, they're out. 
So, this is a critical one for them. But I, I review Buffalo will win and the final score twenty four to twenty. Yeah, and the other thing to keep always you always got to factor in a matchup like this is uh, Miami warm weather team going up to Buffalo in January. You know, it's yeah, always a major factor with those types of teams. So. Yeah, it's snowing and windy up there, snowy and wind and rain and wind. It's a mess up there today. Yeah, up and down the East Coast, there's a lot of rain, a lot of snow. All right, we've reached the end here. The NFC East, everybody's favorite division, the greatest division ever this year. Oh, just unbelievable. Just the, the so much competitive, the excitement, the excitement. Trust me, I've never been more sarcastic than I just was. But in all, all, all seriousness, like I said, Three teams can win this division, and it can win it easily. But this is how it's going to work. Dallas and the Giants play here in the next 10 minutes. Whoever wins this game, and we're going to preview this here in a moment, whoever wins this game has to wait for six hours until the Sunday night game versus with Washington and the Eagles to determine what happens in that game. So... We're going to start with this matchup here, Dallas and the Giants, obviously. So, who you think is going to win this game and has to play the waiting game afterwards? Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, um, the Giants at one point not too long ago, they were actually first in the division at that beginning of December. But they've lost their last three. Um, obviously, they played some tough teams, Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore. But they lost their last three. Meanwhile, the Cowboys have been looking a lot better as of late. We obviously saw them uh, <laughs> uh, take down the Eagles last week. And, um, um, yeah, they're looking to at least stay alive for a couple like, couple more hours anyway. Unfortunately, we got to sit here as Eagles fans. we got to sit here and wait till the night game to watch this garbage. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um um, yeah, no, I'm looking at this, and the way that the Giants are playing lately and the way the Cowboys are playing lately, I don't think that's going to change. I think the Giants are, are cooked. And uh, the Cowboys, even though they don't have Dak Prescott at quarterback, Andy Dalton's a capable player. And uh, and when he's surrounded with the types of receivers that the Dallas Cowboys have and Ezekiel Elliott, um, Dallas is going to win this game easy. So... Yeah, Cowboys win. Final score. Oh, man, they go final score of uh, 37-23. Like I said, I don't like this matchup at all. It makes me. It doesn't. It makes me. It makes me reek, and it does. The fact that the Dallas Cowboys have a chance to go to the playoffs after all the hell they've been through this year, losing, losing Dak. Having the one of the worst defenses ever, you know. Obviously, they they know they had the weapons, and they've been very lucky that their weapons have been intact all year. From Amari Cooper to C.D. Lamb to Zeke Elliott, they've all been there, and they've all made an, an impact here in the last couple of weeks. Dallas has really turned this around here in the last couple of weeks. They've averaged over thirty four points per game over the last three weeks, and. 
The problem here, and you and you heard this out of my mouth, and I've been saying this to myself for the last several weeks, the Giants don't score. They're not a good offense. And I'll and you and in a game like this, where weather could be a factor, obviously it's snowed and it's rained. It's gonna rain now. It snowed this morning up there at the Meadowlands. You're gonna have to score points. And the Giants don't score. So you know, this game could go to the 30s, and that's where the Cowboys will be at their best. And obviously, Andy Dalton's done a, a, has done a very decent job, especially after he had his COVID, his COVID and concussion spell earlier in the year. He's been a very good quarterback since since then. We saw it last week. Obviously, this could be a very much an audition for next season because we don't know if Dak's even going to return to the Cowboys. A lot of a lot of thoughts that. Dak has played his last game for the Cowboys. But, like I said, this is a big matchup here. The Giants are going to have to run the ball. And even though Wayne Goldman has run the ball very well at times, he's not, uh, he's not a, what you would call it, you know, he's not a, I can't remember the name. My memory is like fucked. <laughs> but anyway, he, he's not, number 26 so unfortunately and unfortunately also Buck and Aikman are doing this game I thought they were going to do the Bears Packers game but I was proven wrong when I saw Aaron Andrews an hour ago at the Mel Land so at this point I have unfortunately and it's sad for me to say this the Cowboys winning this game and the final score 33 to 20 all right, we're going to now we go to now if the Cowboys win, then they have to fly on a plane. They have to they have to well, they're going to be they should be home by the time the the Eagles game plays and they get in Washington. But like I said, it's Sunday night. If the Eagles won last week, it would have been much more intriguing, but it's not. It's just it's just a mess. For Washington and the Eagles, they've had not had neither have had a great year and you know, Washington had to get rid of Dwayne Haskins earlier in the week. Alex Smith has been cleared. He is activated. So he will play tonight. If they win, they're in. No matter what happens in this in this first game, they go on. The Eagles are not playing a lot of their players either. Jalen Hurts will get to start once again, obviously. But no Booby Miles, no Fletcher Cox. The, the really most of the stars, Jalen Rager, they're all out. So the Eagles are going to do what they have to Rager do. Out too? I th- I don't know. Rumor he is. I mean, Goddard is not playing. I don't know. I don't know who's going to start. I don't know who's what. What Dougie P and them are are thinking. So you might be watching uh, John Hightower and uh, Quez Watkins. Sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> but most likely, you're going to see a lot of them. So I don't know who the hell's in this lineup, but. Like I said, I think the Eagles know if Dallas wins, they're going to do what they have to do to make sure they don't advance. So we'll see what happens. So go ahead with this sloppy-ass matchup. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, man. Um, maybe if, uh, the, uh, what's his name, Heineken, Heineke, Heineken, Heineke, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe if he played, um, the Eagles would have a chance, even with all these bums, or all these players out and they're playing their bums, but... Um, Alex Smith is playing, so I mean, Eagles don't stand a chance. The fact that this game got moved to a night game is a, is a disgrace. <laughs> I mean, really, 
This should be uh, the Packers versus the the Bears. That that should be the night game this week. You know, at least that's interesting. This is garbage, and uh, the fact that we have to sit here an extra six hours of this evil season extended. I mean, come on, man, give us a break. We've seen enough. But yeah, no, the Eagles don't stand a chance today, bro. It's, it's they're done. Season's over. The only thing that bothers me about this, I, I mean, I want him to lose for the draft position. I wanted him, want him to get embarrassed so that, you know, he, he obviously, if you want to listen to reports, Flurry isn't planning on making any changes, but maybe if he gets embarrassed enough to the point that he has to make some changes, maybe something happens, but um, it doesn't matter. Um, the only thing that bothers me is with all these key players that the Eagles are sitting and they're putting Jalen Hurts out there, um, you know, it's not going to do anything to like you know ruin the guy's confidence or anything. But if he has a bad game, it just gives an ammunition to the uh, Wentz apologists out there that look for any 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 way to bash uh, Jalen Hurts that they can. So you know, if he if he doesn't throw for 300 yards with uh, Quez Watkins and John Hightower at receiver, all of a sudden it's all oh, see he sucks, he sucks. It's Wentz. It's not Wentz's fault. You know, <laughs> nonsense like that. But uh, either way, Eagles get crushed. And the uh, final score, it's going to be um, um, 38-13. I'll be in bed before the at halftime. Well, here's another problem about this game. Washington struggles to score, too, just like the Giants. So this is going to be a close game. You know, but I know the Eagles, I mean, if they win this game, what's the point? They need the draft pick. They need as high, they need that fifth, that fifth spot. They really do. Unfortunately, I don't think, I they're not going to finish with the worst record in the, in the NFC. I think it's going to go to Atlanta because I know Tampa Bay is going to win that game. So they're going to most likely be the sixth seed. I mean, the sixth pick. They're going to get the sixth pick. And that's and that's what's gonna happen there. Like I said, Washington. <laughs> it's funny you call him Heineken. It's Heineken, you know, Taylor Heineken, whatever the hell his name is. And we'll see if he'll come in. If Alex Smith, I think Alex is gonna start, but we'll see how far he'll go. And obviously, like I said, they they they're gonna play Antonio Gibson, and I think he's gonna have a decent game because I because like I said, Fletcher Cox. You saw what happened last week when he went out. That uh, the Eagles' defense struggled, and they don't have a secondary. So, I'm sure the Washington quarterback will throw the ball as much as they can, just to and and they're going to have success because I don't even know if Darius Slay's going to play. If he don't play, then nobody's going to be able to cover who Steve Sims and a few of these other wretched wretched Washington receivers. Well, obviously, te- uh, you know Terry McLaurin is questionable. But they said he will start if he is healthy enough to play. So we'll see what happens there. And he's had a decent year. You know, he's going to go over, I think he could go over 1,000 yards receiving. But like I said, at this point, it is what it is. And I think the Eagles are going to win, are going to lose this game. And I think it's good, you know, it's going to, you know, I think that's what's going to happen. So Washington takes the division because they know if they lose, they're out. They're not going to win. So Washington wins, 
wins the NFC least and crap. And the final score, 20 to 17. Oh, my God. I don't even think it's going to be close. That was we'll the most, see, man. We'll see. That was the most cringeworthy discussion of an Eagles game we've ever done. <laughs> I mean, it's set. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be up. We got one, we got one more uh, phone call. Oh, hold on, hold on. Sorry you had to hear that, folks, but, you know, but that's all we have. Hopefully your team makes the playoffs, and if it doesn't, there's always next year like Notre Dame. And we'll see what and we'll see what happens. So we'll talk about all the all the situations and and whatever on Wednesday on the look back and yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll talk on Wednesday. Obviously, we're gonna we'll look back on the uh, on who actually made the playoffs and all that. And um, um, the other thing, it's our last last phone call where we really have anything Eagles related to talk about until we do our off season preview. Yes. So, um, like I said, there's one more. We've, we've done some Eagles-related phone calls on Wednesdays over the last couple weeks looking towards the offseason, you know, looking at potential GM candidates and head coach candidates and the salary cap. And um, like I said, this, this Wednesday, we'll, uh, I'm going to give you a bunch of names, a bunch of Eagles free agents and players that are potentially on the trade block, and we're going to do a little... Uh, Stay or go segment with each of those guys, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah we'll do all that. Like I said, and and you heard what he said, and we're and we'll and we will definitely get to that on Wednesday, along with our playoff previews of the games and who who has the best chance to go. But that's all we have. Y'all enjoyed the games, and we will talk Wednesday. <laughs>